0: You are listening to the Awakened Natchitoches podcast. Awakened Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope, where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. So, in this world of the church so the church world as we uh might can call it there's this word discipleship <laughs> and it's a word that we use and, and is used a lot and it's kind of become a churchy word because you don't hear about being a disciple or discipleship just about anywhere else in the world except for in church and i don't think that we really know know exactly what it means and really it's about it's about being a follower of jesus and if we like picture Jesus saying, F- I want you to follow me. And he's not talking about Twitter, okay? He's like, I li- literally want you to follow me. <laughs> so how would, how, would you, how would you describe that? Or how would you define that in your own words? What is a disciple? Well, we've been, we've been talking about our foundational beliefs and our core values of awakened church as we renew our sense of identity. And so we're talking about what matters now. And uh, just kind of like catch you up to where we, where we've been and where we are. Uh, Jesus matters now, but everything we do, everything we are is based on this. Jesus is the foundation of our foundational beliefs. And holiness matters now, because if Jesus matters now, then becoming like Jesus matters now, following him matters now, and holiness matters. Holiness means God renews us as we journey with him. Unity matters now, because the vision of the body of Christ is the opposite of Jesus' plan and vision. Love matters now, and we stand firmly on Jesus' teaching that love is the foundation of all of God's commandments. What does it mean to be a a, a Christian? What does it mean to believe in God? It means that we follow Jesus' teachings on this. Scripture matters now, and we're people of Christian Scripture. Whatever questions we have, we believe that Scripture is God's first method to guide us. And so Scripture is our go-to for our our questions and for our, our situations that we face in life. And today we're talking about making disciples. Making disciples matters now, because this is our mission, awakening people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus and equipping them to awaken others. And so... You know, we're going to be in Matthew twenty-eight. We're going to read a, a not just a, a a common or well-known passage of scripture that we call the Great Commission, but but uh, actually we just covered this hit this scripture uh, a few weeks ago, kind of the beginning of our year, talking about purpose and vision, and and our purpose is, I mean, boiling it down in a nutshell, this is our purpose: making disciples, making disciples. So so what we have here, Matthew twenty-eight, we're going to begin in verse sixteen. And it's really Jesus' last recorded conversation with his disciples, and he's giving them his mission. He's saying, here's the mission, you guys. Here's the purpose of of what I want you to be doing. So it's uh, Matthew 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And you're thinking, like, what kind of—some worshipped and some doubted. You're going to realize this is this is post-resurrection, okay? Jesus has been crucified, and this is post-resurrection. And, of course, like some of them, doubted because they you're going to have doubts, right? You're going to have questions, right? But here's our big idea. You are being renewed to help others in their own renewal, okay? We're saying making disciples matters now. Being a disciple matter, matter, matters now. And this is because you are being renewed to help others in their own renewal. So let's start with this. This is all about how how Jesus makes our life new. It begins with that. Discipleship, being a disciple, begins with like Jesus makes your life new. Now, a number of years ago, when we lived in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was a, a student ministries pastor for, for a uh, little church there, uh, I had gone to, to camp for a week, and I'd actually been gone camp, come home for a weekend, gone to camp, come home for a weekend. I'd been gone like two weeks straight except on weekends, and on weekends we did church. So I hadn't really spent any time with my wife. And so I came home on Friday from camp, took a nap, and then we, she and I went out for a date. We went, we went to a movie. And just she and I, and we, and, and at that time we only had one kid, Christian, and Christian was a little, and we got a babysitter, and and or maybe he was staying with my parents for 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 because it was during the summer, I'm spending some time at at and Papa's house. I don't remember that exactly, but I do remember this. We went to this movie, and here I am. I've been at camp for two weeks. I've been outside for two weeks. I've, I'm tan. I've got, and of course. You know, I've got kind of a crazy haircut. My ears are pierced. I'm I'm sitting here on the outside of this movie theater after the movie, at, on a Friday night, waiting for my wife to come out. And this guy stands there and starts like walking up to me, like like there's a deliberateness to him, and there's a little bit of like, like a little bit of a hesitation to him. And I think in my mind, this guy's about to ask me for a cigarette <laughs> or he's going to ask me if I know Jesus. <laughs> I just knew I could tell. And he did. He came up and he said, uh, how you doing? He said, can, I, can you mind if I ask you a question? And I said, sure. What is it? And he goes, do you know <laughs> if you were to die today? that you would spend eternity in heaven with God. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, yep, I know. And he's like, oh, really? Well, how do you know? And then I see like behind him, this other guy kind of, and this is obviously kind of like his mentor, his coach, his pastor. Um, and he's like standing there, just kind of observing in the background. And so I decide, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna like mess with this guy too much. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely, I'm a follower of Jesus already. And I said, well, I know because I'm already a follower of Jesus. And he says, oh, well, how do you know that you've been eternity in life? I said because Jesus died for my sins. He took my sins upon him, and I've been, I've been cleansed of that. And he goes, oh, okay, well, you know, and, we, and he asked me about church, and said, actually. You know, this guy was like, I actually want you to like, I I appreciate what you're doing. I'm actually a youth pastor, told him the name of the church, that I've been at camp all week. I'm here on a date with my wife, and she's in the restroom. And and so I, you know, kind of gave him that. But here's the thing I was kind of being evangelized. I was being like um, approached with this question If you were to die today, do you know where you would spend eternity? And that was like their question. And, and it was, you know, it makes people nervous, I think, to talk to others about Jesus, because that's the question that we kind of have put out there for, for, for generations. Like, that's the question and the question that, I mean, that's a good question. I'm not going to say it's not. And I think I, I would love for you to know, like how you would answer that question. But the real question isn't about what's, you know, do you know, if you died today, you'd spend eternity in heaven. The real question is, is Jesus making your life new now? What What's your life like now? And, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of things that keep Christians from, from sharing their faith. What are some of those things? So, well, Jesus came and, and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Like they knew Jesus and Jesus knew them. He's like, he's like telling them, he's like, don't forget who I am. I know you, you know me, I've been given all authority on heaven and on earth. And, and it was personal. It was personal that Jesus said, and it, was, and it still is personal, this, this, this way Jesus enters into our life and makes things new. There's this, this one thing about Jesus we need to remember. Jesus loves you. It's a personal thing, and he wants to get to know you, okay? Jesus loves you and wants to get to know you. You, you want an, an authentic spiritual renewal in your life? You can't, you can't base it entirely on content from social media you get to base your life on a relationship with God who knows you and a, and a God who wants to be known by you so we talked that we the kind of the big word for this is is the gospel the gospel the word the gospel literally means good news and in the in the scriptures um in the new testament of the bible the collection of scripture um like Matthew Mark and Luke and John are called gospels because they have the good news they share the good news which is the story The narrative of Jesus. And the good news is this. The gospel is Jesus' death and resurrection are for you to have life. That's that's it. That's That's the message. On the cross, Jesus died to save you, but he lives. Resurrection is to lead you into so much more than to just survive until we reach some eternal destination. We are made to live. Many people are more of a fan of Jesus than an actual follower. So they like Jesus and what Jesus is all about, but they're not following Him. And ultimately, it's it's about being renewed to become more like Him. That's ultimately what this is really all about. This is this is what making disciples is all about: bringing people to Jesus because you love Jesus and you love them. And as Jesus renews you, you want to lead others to the One who makes new. So Jesus does; He, he makes your life new. But Jesus also gives your life purpose. He gives your life purpose. I've got this this hat. And it was a gift given to me by my friend Dennis when when I lived in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I was a pastor there. I was actually Dennis's pastor, and then and also for friends. We're still friends. We still talk uh, on occasion through mainly through social media. But Dennis gave me this gift, and this gift I opened it up, and it was a hat. And 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 if you don't understand the dynamics of SEC sports, especially for me and and Dennis football, that being an LSU fan of somebody who's from Louisiana living and, and working in Arkansas, there's a lot of, there, there's a dynamic there because the Arkansas Razorbacks see themselves as a big you know, rival of the LSU Tigers. And I'm a, I'm an LSU Tigers fan. And so I'm, I have the shirts and the, you know, the hats and all this stuff. Well, it was a hat. And I opened it up. And it, was, it was LSU Tigers. It's like, Oh man, you got me an LSU hat. For, for somebody who was a, like a, Big time Razorback fan. That was a big deal. It was like you know, the, and so when I pulled it out, he actually had made a specifically made for me. It was half the LSU Tiger hat, but the other half was the uh, the, the the front half of an Arkansas Razorback hat. So it was it was the front halves. Two hats cut in half, and the front the front parts of the hat, the bills, uh, kind of sewn so that the, they faced away from each other. So if you put the hat on, on the front, you could, it would be LSU, and on the back, it would say Razorbacks. And you could just turn the hat around. On the front would be Arkansas Razorbacks, and the back would be the Louisiana State University Tigers. And so it was like this joke hat. It was because the thing was, I was willing, and I did cheer for the, for the Arkansas Razorbacks all season long. Except for when they played my Tigers, okay, and so it was like I, I you know, I, I lived there, so I embraced the culture, I, you know, I, I and, and lived in the culture, and I would cheer for the Razorbacks when they played everybody else except the LSU Tigers. So I had this hat and was really cool. It's like, what is, you know, the purpose of this is to express friendship. The purpose of this hat, this hat had a purpose that I could like reveal that, that I am here. I'm i I'm, I'm an LSU Tigers fan, but I can also cheer for, for, <coughs> for a rival team you know, when it makes sense. This hat had a purpose. What is, so what is the question is, what is your purpose? Like, what is the main person purpose in your life? I mean, if you had to bottom line it, bottom line it, what is the purpose of your life? Jesus says to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. A disciple is someone who has a renewed sense of purpose. A disciple is an apprentice learning from the master to do what a master does. A disciple of Jesus, we are apprentices of Jesus, and that gives us a renewed purpose for our lives. And we feel like this is the purpose for Awakened Church, 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. That's it. That's our, that's our purpose. If your purpose is to be happy or to be healthy or to raise happy kids or to have a successful, successful career, and I don't want you to give you the impression that those aren't good things. Those are important things, okay? But if you achieved every goal but didn't become more like Jesus, it's all hollow. Jesus desires that you and I join him on his mission of bringing heaven to earth. And God has given every person a unique set of natural talents, spiritual gifts, passions, and life experiences. You have them. I have them. All God's children have have them. And we have them for a purpose. Jesus gives your life purpose. This is how I put my own, I put it in a purpose statement. Like I have this purpose statement for my life and you don't necessarily have to do this. For me, it was therapeutic and it's good for me to kind of go back to sometimes and compare. Why am I doing something that I'm doing? Because my life purpose statement is with Jesus as the subject, I'm here to awaken passion in others and watch them shine that's why i'm here to awaken passion in others and watch them shine. So so Jesus makes new. And he awakens us to a new a new sense of of purpose. And so we get we get to journey with him and as we journey together with each other and with Jesus, we become more like Jesus. As we journey together, we become more like Jesus. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I asked this question on Facebook, what is evangelism and what is discipleship? And it started this, this awesome comment thread on my Facebook page. And, and it was brilliant. I mean, you guys who, who, who kind of dropped comments on there, that was, you, it was brilliant with your explanation of, of evangelism and discipleship in so many creative and unique ways. And I appreciate that. The question for us becomes, what does evangelism and discipleship look like? And why does this matter now? See Jesus Jesus says when you're being renewed and begin awakening others to this life-changing relationship with him teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you disciples make disciples okay this is this is it it's that simple evangelism plus discipleship equals making disciples you don't have one without the other you, you, they're not two separate things they're one and the same and this isn't about a set of rules. It's not about a, a becoming more like Jesus. It's not about a dress code. And we do have some foundational beliefs, which is kind of the basis of this whole series we're in. But, but this is about becoming more like Jesus and living out this renewed life with Jesus. This is, this is about being equipped and empowered to be light and love to those around us. So, so here's what this looks like for us. We've, we've been saying this since the beginning of the year. We want you to commit to a prayer-share-care lifestyle. As we journey, we become more like Jesus, and a part of that, we believe, that, that kind of brings that out for us and makes it a reality for us Is to commit to a prayer, share, care lifestyle. Now, what is that? Let's, let's get back into it. We've, we've been through this, but we're, I'm just going to give you kind of the same thing we started off the year with. You pray for and with people you pray for and with people. You pray for opportunities to be a good neighbor. You pray for opportunities to be a good employee or employer or a good husband, a good wife, a good son, a good daughter, friend. You pray for opportunities to, 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 to be more like Jesus in your relationships. And you pray for, for those people, not just for yourself, but for those people. You pray for opportunities to live out your renewed purpose. You pray for opportunities to listen. You pray for opportunities to meet a need or extend an invitation. Now, our family, we, we pray specifically for opportunities to extend an invitation to Awaken Church nightly. And the hope is that as we show love and we build relationships, and too often a community sees a church as a building where people gather on Sunday. And gathering is important, but it's, but it's only the church when those gathered are equipped and empowered to live out the love of Christ by being the hands and feet of Jesus uh, in the community. So you pray for and with people. You share your renewed heart with others. It's a prayer-share-care lifestyle. So you share your renewed heart with others. That means you be available. You you be serving somewhere. You do something. And as, as we build relationships, we go deeper. We engage as we build relationships. So we're sharing our lives with each other. And when your renewal is authentic, you will probably talk about the faith that causes you to pray for and invite friends to join you as you live it out. The true discipleship is, is 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 scripture together with putting that into action. Okay, that's what true discipleship is. It's 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 this it's learning and growing as knowledge in the scriptures and from the scriptures, but it's applying it together. And you care about and for others. You pray for and with others. You share your renewed heart with others, and you care about and for others. This means that you be available. You be you be serving you do something see caring is more than a feeling caring is more than a feeling it's caring is action this, this gives you the chance to discover uh, your sweet spot. When your heart is engaged and you're serving in your sweet spot, you'll discover living out the love of Jesus. It's not a burden, but a joy. I've talked about living out that sweet spot before. You know, I, 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 I kind of got to the point in my life, I know my sweet spot. It doesn't mean I don't do other things. Uh, you know, you, you serve as needed. You serve where needed. That's what it means to become more like Jesus. But the thing is, you know your sweet spot and you're able to really engage and love people and show you care when you do it from that from that place. See, God, God has engaged our hearts with Natchitoches. And, and so that this is why we we're living this out here with your heart engaged. You'll pray for people by name. You'll look for opportunities to, to, to be love and be light. You'll you know that people they'll know that you care. And prayer, share, care becomes your lifestyle. You're engaged in the mission of Jesus, and you're a part of his family. And every follower of Jesus is a missionary. And a missionary, the the very definition of a missionary is one who lives sent. We are the sent ones, every single one of us. You, You might go halfway around the world, but you don't have to. The mission field starts at your doorstep. So making disciples matters now. Everything we've done, everything we do is all birthed out of this. And God renews us to join him in awakening people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus and equipping them to awaken others. You are being renewed to help others in their own renewal. And so for your next step, I'm just, I'm just going to continue to say, man, would you commit to living out a prayer, share, kale lifestyle? You guys, this is so key to to health and spiritual health and spiritual growth. It's key to revitalization. It's the key to renewal, to commit to praying, sharing, and caring for others. And and there's some additional resources I would encourage you to to use. Go to to blesseveryhome.com. That's one of our partners, the ministries that we partner with. BlessEveryHome.com. And you can renew your sense of purpose. You can sign up there to pray specifically for your neighbors. So so I would encourage you to do that today. Thank you for listening to the Awaken McAdish podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at AwakenLA.Church. Or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church L.A.